0: The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station.
1: Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and
2: trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla.
0: Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla, your host, and I'm very pleased to be with you today on a very nice and bright December day in northern Nevada. Fantastic, all this snow and wet, we have we been getting. My mood is a lot improved because I know that very soon... I will be putting two big boards on my feet and flying down a mountain. (laughs) I do like to ski, and this might be the year for the best skiing that we've had in several years. One of the many reasons, in fact, that people like to live in northern Nevada. Many people from northern California often talk about real estate in Nevada. When you compare the prices of buying a home in the Bay Area versus buying a home in northern Nevada, well, there, there is no comparison. It's just amazing the difference. It's five to six times different in some cases, some cases even more. So more and more people from outside the state look at Nevada as a great opportunity to invest. And that's what we focus on on our radio show, Real Estate for Investors. We talk with all types of people involved in the process. Not just realtors and lenders, but also title, escrow, appraisers, inspectors, attorneys, (laughs) yes, and more. Sometimes we even include property managers because... When people want to buy investment property, it's all about renting that property and turning it into cash flow. Today we have a property manager with us in the studio. Robert Hughes is with us and he's with Property Management of Reno. Welcome to the show.
3: Yeah, Thank you, Peter. I'm grateful to be here and look forward to sharing a little bit more about uh, what uh, Property Management Inc. Reno does and how we can help investors in this area.
0: That's awesome. I enjoyed chatting with you briefly several times at the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. And, you know, I attend almost every meeting. And it's a fun way to network with people, meet people that are in the industry, wanting to grow in the industry. And it's not all about buying real estate like in your business. It's about managing real estate. I sometimes think about managing real estate kind of like the people that would sell gold mining equipment to miners, right? Instead of getting into the gold mining business, people get into the business of supplying the equipment to people in the gold mining business. Do you kind of see property management the same way?
3: I see it a little bit the same way. We're providing a, a service for those that have investment properties to mm-hmm. help them maximize their income and also protect their assets. And we want to make sure that they also have the free time to be able to do other things too. And that's what property management is to take that day-to-day burden of uh, watching over that property and their mm-hmm. investment off their shoulders and bring it onto ours to allow us to help them.
0: Yeah, you know, that's, that's true. It's You're really in the time-saving business. What you're giving people for, yeah. whatever they pay you for your services, you give them back time.
3: Wow. I mean, that's like the most valuable and precious commodity in the world. Well, that along with time, and that's also some, some of the things I think about is, you know, peace of mind, knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, your property is taken care of and, and watched over and that you don't need to worry mm-hmm. that, uh PMI Reno, we're going to take care of things and make sure that it's taken care of in the right way for you.
0: You know, later in the show, I want to talk to you about what it takes to get into the business and what compelled you to get into the business. I'm sure, I know you're passionate about it because you're wearing the Property Management Inc. shirt. I see you at the Reno Real Estate Investment Club, and I know you've got some great ideas for our listeners. So I'm glad you're with us today. Thank you. Also with us in the studio is Jocelyn Landtrip. Jocelyn is the Director of Marketing and Communications. At the Food Bank of Northern Nevada. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio.
4: Thank you, Peter. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I have a lot to tell you about the Food Bank. Uh, we are obviously helping hungry people in our area, um, but it's a very positive subject because we're doing a lot of great things there.
0: Yes, and it's very timely as well. People are hungry all year long, but it seems for some reason no one talks about them being hungry until December. Are they waiting to the last minute?
4: This is the time we talk about it. You are absolutely right. And, you know, you wouldn't believe how busy we are in the summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's crickets out there about mm-hmm. hunger. But that's really what, you know, when we're the busiest.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I met you through an associate of yours that I had the opportunity to meet at a recent function. Her name is Joan Griswold. You were telling me that she's the Corporate Development Officer. What a charming lady she is.
4: Oh, she's awesome. She helps me um, with a lot of things that go on at the Food Bank, helps me with events, and introduces me to people like you, Mm -hmm. and um, this time got me on the radio, which is pretty awesome. It
0: is pretty awesome. I've followed and really worked with the Food Bank of Northern Nevada for many, many years, I've been in in, uh, Nevada for 15 years and it wasn't much longer after I arrived in northern Nevada that I met a predecessor of Jones and we got involved with some work I was doing at a television station where I worked and I was fascinated just by how dynamic the organization is how many people you serve and how you are involved with other uh, other entities in the community for instance one of the first things that I did with the food bank was we co-sponsored a Reno Philharmonic event, and we raised a whole lot of food at that function. Familiar right. with that?
4: I, You know, I, I haven't heard of that specific event, um, but we do a lot of different events. And, and one of the things that's really cool is people do events for us. Mm, um, mm-hmm. They want to help out and they want to do it you know they have their own skills and what's going on in their business or corporation Mm -hmm. and and so they want to do that to help us and you can help hungry people a lot of different ways
0: yeah you know when there's a need for services or for items uh, in the community it's an opportunity for people that are good business people to help that entity or those entities and still help their own own cause because I mean, let's face it, you get recognition when you help as a company. I mean, that's part of being a good company, right? It's to help others. And so if there's an organization like yours that needs help and uh, a business, let's say, needs to tie in with somebody, this is a great entity to do that with because the need is always there.
4: It is. And, you know, one of the things that Joan told me is that some companies use their corporate um, giving Mm -hmm. as a way to attract millennials. Uh, this is an employer employee that really looks for that in their employer, and I was really surprised by this, but they want to know that their company is giving back mm-hmm. that they have volunteer opportunities and they 're doing things positive in the community so it it helps you in a lot of different ways
0: yes, it does This is peter padilla you 're listening to nevada real estate radio i 'm very pleased to be in the studio today with two outstanding guests talking with me about real estate and real estate for investors. Robert Hughes is with us. He's a property manager. He has his own company, Property Management Inc., and Jocelyn Lantrip is with us. She's the director of marketing and communications at the Food Bank of Northern Nevada. Some people would wonder, why are you talking about the Food Bank of Northern Nevada on a real estate radio show? Well, here's the reason. It's because food impacts everybody, including real estate buyers and sellers, tenants, landlords, property managers. I mean, it's like the universal, the most ultimate necessity that people have. It's Uh, a basic need. And there are three basic needs, food, clothing, and shelter. I noticed that food's there first.
4: Right. (laughs) Food's there first in my mind.
0: I have a question, and this has kind of puzzled me. Our federal government provides subsidies to people, uh, be it welfare, be it food stamps, be it WIC card, be it I think somebody calls them, I forget, there's so many different names and acronyms for these these food programs. With all of these programs out there, why are we still short of food?
4: If you look at those programs... For instance, let's take food stamps or SNAP. There you go. Um, Every year we do – we didn't do it last year because I just couldn't bear it. But we do a SNAP challenge where we will actually use that as a budget Mm -hmm. for our food for Mm -hmm. five days. Mm -hmm. Five simple days Mm -hmm. where we are going to eat the same as a food stamp budget. That is $3.80 per day for one person. That's what SNAP offers? Yes. Really? That's all? Yes. So, um that's where we come in. And that's if you qualify. So, if your if your income is $1 more than what you are allowed to make and mm-hmm. get a SNAP benefit, you get $0 in SNAP. So, you know, federal programs just don't uh, they're not enough. Mm-hmm. And Not everybody's eligible, and so there's a lot of need for food assistance from organizations like ours.
0: One of the issues that I have when I go grocery shopping and see people using a SNAP card, a WIC card, maybe even a debit card, I don't care, but I see the food that they're buying, right? They're buying junk food, and you know, it troubles me to think that federal dollars are being spent to help people by subsidizing their food budget only to use them for junk food. So my question to you as far as the Food Bank of Northern Nevada is, are you distributing junk food?
4: We do have – I mean, that's what we get sometimes is Mm -hmm. junk food, and we get this question a lot. And one of the things that we do is we really pay attention to what we distribute. Mm -hmm. So since we moved into our new building about six years ago, we – have been able to greatly increase the amount of fresh produce that we distribute. Last mm-hmm. year, it was 49% of uh-huh. what we sent out. Uh-huh. Half of what we sent out is fresh produce. Mm-hmm. I mean that's totally different than what we used to be able to do in the past. Yeah,
0: that's incredible. And um, you get, is that food fresh produce donated by people that buy it, or is there a gardens around some places? There, it's that?
4: from a lot of different places. We get quite a bit from Walmart mm-hmm. next door. We have Walmart distribution right next door to our facility. Um, farmers, grocery stores, we actually will get it. Don't get truckloads of produce donated and then we help with the freight from donations so there's a lot i mean if there's produce we're trying to get our hands on it
0: i mean it's like running a grocery store it is my (laughs) gosh i can imagine the complexities of that's like running a business i am enjoying my conversation with jocelyn landtrip from the food bank of northern nevada and robert hughes property manager in
3: reno at property management inc robert your inventory it's what it's mostly a property uh, multi-family uh, apartments mm-hmm. uh, and businesses.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the property that you manage, do you think
0: that, uh, you know, just thinking in general now the property you manage, how many of the people or percentage would you think the people that are renting these properties would be maybe candidates for the Food Bank of Northern Nevada as far as needing those kinds of services?
3: I'm not sure how much would be uh, in the the tenants that I have. Uh, I, I don't foresee that any of them have that need. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a fair amount, uh, yeah. especially when you get into more lower price housing. Right, right. Y- you're, you're probably facing people that have a need mm-hmm. and are trying to make ends meet and trying yeah. to survive and take care of their family. Right. And right. so there's – I would think there will be some ten, – tend to be some needs there for right.
0: them. Well, and if there's not, maybe there's a, a need for contribution mm-hmm. to the Food Bank of Northern Nevada because I'm, I'm sure everybody can get involved one way or the other. In fact, we're going to talk about how contributions work to the organization after this quick message from our advertisers.
5: This is Melissa Palangi from King Bee Construction. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he's always bringing experts together. Peter Padilla is a marketing expert. Hello, I'm Andy Cassidy from Junk King, Reno. We know you like a clean house and a clean yard, but sometimes things are too big, too heavy, or too much. That's when you call us, Junk King, Reno. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather or haul all your stuff to the curb. We can pick it up from your home and haul it away quickly. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. We're fully licensed and bonded. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK
6: sage international incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies information education tools resources and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream if you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin sage international incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com.
2: Is it that time of year to make an appointment? Are you in the market for a mammogram instead of a mammogram why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram thermograms are the modern safe alternative to a mammogram by mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present a very early detection can be noted and addressed this breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast and best of all it is painless does not involve any breast compression no physical contact and no radiation exposure a certified medical training specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com.
6: This is Ken Amundsen, corporate broker at Keller Williams Group One. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he's available to bring the latest information to us every week. Peter Padilla is an awesome professional and a friend. Thank you, Peter.
0: Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, and I'm your host. Pleased to be with you today on a very nice Nevada day. We have a lot of people that help us with our callers and guests, then they have questions about getting a mortgage, for instance, to purchase a home. And when we get those calls, we like to refer them to the people that we know, like, and trust. One of those persons is Michelle Hulbert from Caliber Home Loans. Michelle is awesome. She has many years of lending experience for different types of loans to purchase real estate, including investment property. If you'd like to deal with a true pro in the mortgage lending business, call Michelle Holbert. All of her contact information is on our website, com. Tell her Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, I have two guests talking about real estate, real estate for investment, and the Food Bank of Northern Nevada. Yes, it's all related, believe it or not. Jocelyn Landtrip is with us. She's the Director of Marketing and Communications. From Property Management, Inc., we have Robert Hughes. Robert, you're in the studio here for the first time, but you and I had a chance to visit previously the Reno Real Estate Investors Club. Why don't you let our listeners know about why you like going to the
3: club and what you find beneficial? Well, it's a a great opportunity to go meet uh, other people that are in the investment community, investing in homes, properties, and things like that. And it's a great opportunity for me to, personally, to learn a little bit more about their needs and and help them, mm-hmm. and then you know it's great networking opportunity. Uh, I've learned quite a bit from just the different speakers that they've had, and and then also t- talking to the individuals that have, are in the trenches currently, investing in their troubles and challenges yeah. um, that they face. Mm-hmm. So, I would bet
0: that being able to meet people face to face is a big trust factor for you and your clients.
3: Uh, before you do business, I would agree i I feel that you know, when there's a face to face conversation mm-hmm. there there's a lot more ability for us to connect and understand each other and what we want to, what do we want to accomplish mm-hmm. uh, one of the key things I like to be able to do when I meet uh, a potential client is to get to know them get to know their property also get to know what their goals are what do they want to achieve with their investment.
0: What are some of the best types of Contacts for you to make when you're looking to grow your business? Is it individual investors or is it real estate offices? I mean, what is it? Where can you get some of the best benefit?
3: Oh, uh, I think a lot of the benefits I get would be through um, real estate agents that deal with investors that are buying and selling properties mm-hmm. and doing that. Um, they can be a very great help to me and connect to me. They're already a trusted relationship with that client. And then as I I step in and help with the property management piece of it, it it helps to build that relationship there as a team that we can make sure that that client and their investment is taken care of very well. Mm -hmm. I would think in your business, multifamily operations would be
0: the most uh, profitable because all the units are located, let's say, in one building. Am I thinking about it right? Is a 12-unit building better to manage than 12 Single-family residences that are rentals. I mean, which which is the better way?
3: I, I think either way. There's the advantages and disadvantages with both of them. Mm-hmm. When you have a multi-family um, unit where you get twelve, twenty units in the same location, there's a certain amount of economy of scales. Yes, um, I'm able to be there and check and oversee all of them in one stop. Mm-hmm. Whereas multi-single-family multi, homes, you know, they're different areas of town and you and there's a lot more drive time and and when you're in the car you just not spend the time where you need to be as mm-hmm. much so well from an investor standpoint then it
0: probably would be beneficial to look at multifamily units i mean if we're just looking at the property management part of it yeah. if you have a multifamily unit you can do your job faster because all the
3: units are right there, right? There, there's, like, I say, there's a there's efficiency with in mm-hmm. the mall being there. There's yeah. also challenges with multifamily. There. There's a lot more to deal with with common areas that you have to take care yes. of. Yes, There's you have a lot more challenges with multiple units mm-hmm. there that may need to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Depending on the age of the uh, multifamily unit, mm-hmm. the maintenance can create some challenges in some areas. So it's you know, there's a kind of a I kind of look at it as six of one, half a dozen another on that. There's benefits and disadvantages of both of them. Um but efficiency, you know, multifamily unit for managing is very a lot easier in that respect, I think.
0: My name is Peter Padilla. I'm your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio and I'm talking with Robert Hughes. He's a property manager, he's the owner of Property Management Inc. in Reno, Nevada. And we're talking about the benefits of having a property manager. So just so you know, Robert, I was a property manager myself way, way back, just as I got out of college. In fact, it was one of the ways that I paid my way through college. I managed a 12-unit building in Denver, Colorado. And I lived in one of the buildings, so it was real nice and convenient. had a good time. It was half party, half work. <laughs> At any rate, some of the problems that I had, I never thought I would. You know, I had a situation where... um one individual was bothering some other individual and just minor annoyances you know Mm -hmm. but there were petty squabbles that I had to deal with and as the on-site property manager you know I I almost had my psychology degree (laughs) you know by the things that I had to handle there but in a typical property management company like yourselves where you don't live in the building do you deal with issues like that where there's you know, one neighbor's making too much noise, and he's complaining. And there's, uh, you know, uh, too many parties or parking problems. Do you deal with those kinds of things beyond the the actual building itself?
3: Well, when it comes, to, especially in a multifamily, you're going to deal with some of those things because when when there is a challenge, mm-hmm. let's say there's a one neighbor they're having a nice party, and the yeah. other one's not very happy about it. They typically call the property manager. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's not an on-site Manager, there, like you were experiencing, mm-hmm. the next step is up to calling us, yeah. and saying stop this, uh-huh. and we have to deal with those type of things as a property manager, and it's and that it, you know that's part of uh, say the cons uh-huh. of of a multifamily with all these people with yeah. different opinions and different views and yeah, you're lives. right because that's the difference now and you have they've to, got to deal to with the together yes, yeah. so it's much more than the building. That's
0: a great point. For those people thinking about buying uh, multifamily just because, right, it's going to be a little cheaper to get the <laughs> some of the work done. You're going to have all these relations. You might p- want to put a psychiatrist in one of the floors <laughs> and make sure that you have a full-time psychiatrist
3: in every one of your rentals. I guess if you have an on-site manager, you better make sure they have a hat that has, does multiple things. All those things, yes. Including yes. psychiatrist, yes. social worker, and, yeah.
0: and everything else you need to do. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. Our other guest in the studio, Jocelyn Lantrip, is the Director of Marketing and Communications at the Food Bank. Before the show started, I was chatting with you a little bit, and Jocelyn, you said you were also in the real estate business, right?
4: I had a short time in the real estate business, yes. Um, 2006 to 2009, as everybody remembers, that was a great time. But that time be has been purged estate. from my mind, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Many have blocked it out. Yeah. Um, I I had a good time. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked for a development, okay. um, a beautiful place mm-hmm. in um, northwest Reno, Somerset. Oh, yes, that's and, nice. And, um, you know, obviously a, a great place to sell as a marketer, mm-hmm. um, very nice uh, location and wonderful amenities. Just the timing wasn't great.
0: It was a tough time to get into the business. And uh, I'm, I can't honestly say that it's an any easier time now because it has just become challenging in many ways to continue to do work in the real estate business. But those that are really, you know, dedicated to it are passionate about it uh, are still doing great. And there's always room for growth if you have the right product or service. But uh, when you spent that time working, Somerset, did you have any kind of involvement with property managers?
4: You know, I worked with a couple of commercial property managers because mm-hmm. we had um, some on site because we had a, a shopping unit that we opened during uh-huh. the time that I was there. Mm-hmm. And I asked the property manager what her largest issue was and she had done this for quite a while and she said absolutely garbage oh my she said everybody fights over the garbage can and people come by and they put things in the dumpster that you know they don't work there live there and she spent a lot she spent a lot of time on garbage and I had not never heard that before, and it was pretty interesting, I thought.
0: That is interesting, because that's another topic I hadn't even thought about when it comes to <laughs> property management.
4: You didn't know I was going to go to garbage.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> some people talk trash, and some people <laughs> talk garbage, and you talk garbage. Good point, you know. Uh, if you're buying real estate, there are so many things to think about, and I guess the things to think about are the ones that you can't even, you don't know. There's so many things that you don't know going in. True. As a property manager, you offer a lot of benefits, Robert, to consumers to landlords be they new in the business but a lot of people they just don't know what the value is and how you get that value I mean how do you learn
3: to be a good property manager how do you do that how did you do it and start your company um we start uh, we my wife and I started uh, our company this year here in Reno and she does all the accounting Mm -hmm. and we were looking at for some opportunities for us as a family to um start our own business. We've always wanted to have our own business and, and run it. Mm-hmm. And we decided to step out of the uh, corporate world where I was a, a regional operations manager for a retail company and had years of experience with uh, facility management and capital budgeting and, and planning for growth and, and maintaining facilities to, for the long-term future and profitability. And we looked at the this opportunity with Property Management, Inc., which is a, a franchise mm-hmm. Uh, a nationwide franchise they have over hundred uh franchises nationwide now, and they they built this company around strictly property management, making that the whole systems of property management efficient mm. and, and to help the the investor to mm-hmm. be successful in what they do and it's very the systems are set up very transparent that they can see it through online software to to what we do and our pricing, we everything is upfront. There's no hidden costs. What we do is make sure that they know and we know what they want, and we provide that. Mm. I, one of our slogans is "Property Management Your Way," mm. and that's we drive towards that to help them be successful and mm-hmm. provide those services. So that's awesome. You have your own
0: team in here in Northern Nevada, and you've also got the benefit of a franchise, a company mm-hmm. that will stand behind you and offers the continuing training and support that any yeah. franchise would need. That's that's uh, that's new to me. I did not know that there were property management franchises. So yeah. learn something new on the show every day. In case anybody wants to talk to you about managing property or learn more about the company, what's the best way
3: to reach you? They can give me a call at uh, 775-393-9603. And, Robert, we've got all of your information on our website,
0: nevadarealestateradio.com. That way, if anybody's driving around and they don't have a pencil, they'll find it easily. We're going to come back and have more conversation with our in-studio guests, including Jocelyn Lantrip from the Food Bank of Northern Nevada, and more with Robert Hughes from Property Management, Inc. after this message. <music>
6: Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com.
2: Is it that time of year to make an appointment? are you in the market for a mammogram instead of a mammogram why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram thermograms are the modern safe alternative to a mammogram by mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present a very early detection can be noted and addressed this breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast and best of all it is painless does not involve any breast compression no physical contact and no radiation exposure a certified medical training specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200, that's 356-0200 or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com.
7: Buying investment real estate is a big decision getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-H-U-L-B-E-R-T.com, or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Thank you.
0: Caliber Home Loans, located at sixty five thirty South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada eight nine five zero nine.
4: This is Alicia Johnson from Reno, Nevada. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is a highly knowledgeable individual about real estate in Northern Nevada. Thank you, Peter.
0: On the phone with me today is Kenny Smith. Kenny is a writer. I happened to come across his writings in a publication that I was reading when I took a trip to the West Coast near the San Francisco Bay, and it was a gambling publication. It was actually a poker publication, and I was just perusing through it, and I read this really interesting article because I saw a word in the title of the publication, and that word is tilt, T-I-L-T. When I was a kid, I played a lot of pinball And I know what tilt's all about. If you shake that machine too hard and it goes into tilt, it essentially turns off and resets and you lose your position, you lose your game, you lose your money. And tilt happens when you get a little too excited and you don't have control of yourself. So I got to thinking, what does tilt mean as far as poker or as far as business for that matter? Because I think about poker like a sport, like business, kind of all runs together. Without further ado, Kenny Smith is on the line. Welcome to our show, Kenny.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me today, Peter. I'm very, very glad to be here.
0: As I read the article, I was, of course, in real estate mode, like I am all the time with real estate investors. And I got to thinking, this article could be written for the real estate investment business. But before we go too long, talk to us a little bit about why you decided to write an article about the poker industry.
1: Well, it was interesting. Uh, that's, that's a good question. It, it's really interesting as to how I came across it. I started playing poker recreationally back in 2009, and about a year ago that I was playing, one day I was waiting for a seat, And it was interesting, I I started to get some great ideas on things that people would talk about at the table, attitudes I would see, the way people would play. And I knew Randy Rapp, who was the uh, chief editor uh, and one of the co-owners of the Poker Newsroom. And I went to him and I said, hey Randy, I picked up some really, really great ideas on some things I've been seeing at the poker table and I was wondering if you might be open to me submitting some articles every once in a while. that." might be published. I wouldn't be asked to get paid. Uh, however, the um, my ulterior motive was thinking to possibly get noticed maybe if somebody thought that my writing skills were very, very worthy, um, might be an opportunity to get noticed and maybe somebody would ever want to back me for a tournament or uh, stake me as a player. And so Randy said, yeah, that would be a great idea. Uh, he had me submit an article to him. And one day I was sitting at the at the table and I started to noticed something about players that would tilt. I started to notice something about players that weren't really, that that would just go a little bit crazy. They would tilt that pinball machine, as you would say, and would lose a lot of money at the poker table. And so that was how this idea came about. That was how this article came up.
0: I think the tilt does happen in business a lot. I see that with uh, investors, and I see that with people in business in general. When they have a business, it seems like that Oh, they get shut out by a competitor, let's say, on a big deal or, um, you know, the industry's starting to change and, and they just can't keep up. So rather than dealing with it in a logical way, in a rational way, they get angry and they start throwing money at it or whatever the case is, they take extreme actions and they go the wrong way even when deep down they know it's the wrong way to go
1: hit the nail right on the head that they make an investment in something or they start throwing money towards an investment or some business idea that deep down they, they shouldn't um you know when it comes to tilt it, it's such a you know there's so many layers to that monster that was one of the things i wrote about um people look at they, they look at poker on tv and they see somebody as um you know, they see a poker pro that might berate a bad player for the way he played a hand. Um, they start going crazy. Maybe they start raising too many hands. But really, deep down, uh, tilt really comes down to simply the thing. It's you're really just making the decision to um, to make a bad decision, even though you know it's the wrong decision. You are really at its at its heart. All tilt simply is, is that you are just not playing your a game. So it's the same in business. You're you get beat by an opponent on an investment deal, and then you go after another deal, knowing that you really shouldn't, and you're investing money in it when uh, you know it might actually have a negative return. Hmm. And so you're you've just made that conscientious decision. And so any time that you're just not um, you're making a conscientious decision that's away from your a game, uh, it's a tilt decision. That's all it simply is.
0: You know, in the in the poker scenario where you're playing against different players all the time and there's only it's a winner take all i can see where part of a tactic perhaps could be to get your opponent to go into tilt to do things that would make your opponent tilt in business many times especially real estate investing you don't really have an opponent out there that's going to force you into tilt but you know the circumstances is what can Force you to go into tilt. You buy a home thinking that you're going to be able to flip it in a couple of months after you do some major work based on the current conditions, and then by the time those two months pass by, the market has changed, and you have to, you know, either sell at a loss or continue to eat a loss. You might take some drastic actions that you wouldn't otherwise. So there's things out there that can cause you to get close to or or uh, or be in a tilt. But it's most prevalent, I would say, like you talked about in your article, when you're playing poker, when you're looking at people across the table, and, you know, somebody makes a stupid move on the other side of the table that would normally kill them, and then voila, they come out smelling like a rose at your expense.
1: I think even in what you do, I think even in states, sometimes people can make that, that same decision. Um, it's very... You know, people can blame somebody else for for making them make a bad decision. Uh, I've, I've watched shows on TV about people that uh, buy short-sale properties, and it's a very, very competitive world. Uh, you know that better than I do. And what they'll do is that they may buy a piece of property hoping that they can flip it for more money because somebody has up upended them on a deal uh, more than once. And so they'll take a chance and they'll try to outbid this person for a property. To, you know, to try to stick it to that person later to say, "Ha ha, I got you on this one." Yeah. Um, and, and those and those are those are absolutely the wrong decisions. At the end of the day, nobody can force you to make a bad uh, business investment. Nobody can force you to put in poker to put chips into the pot. If you make a if you make a bad decision that is where you are playing worse than what you are, which is, that's all Tilt really is. You are just, you're, you're playing worse than what you are capable of playing. Mm. And that's nobody's fault but your own, because at the end of the day, you're the one that's taking the money out of your pocket mm-hmm. and, and, and putting it and putting it into that situation. So you can't blame anybody but yourself. Mm. The, you know the idea is that what you need to be doing is, you wanna give yourself the best advantage when you have the advantage. Uh, when 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 you're ahead now if somebody makes a bad decision and you lose it's how you how you deal with that is is what's going to determine if you're going to win later or if you're going to end up losing more money and it's the same thing in a business deal if somebody beats you if somebody beats you on a real estate deal it's ultimately going to come back to you to decide okay what's the next one that we want to pursue should I walk away from this it's it, it's really no different and, and and you have to look at poker that same way it's really as if you're running your own business because that's what you're doing,
0: yeah, you know, and I would bet too that most people that get close to or go into the tilt mode it's because they're coming off of a loss I mean you don't go into tilt when you're coming off a win or or maybe you can, but every everybody that I think about it's because they've lost something they've lost money they've lost position they've lost the admiration of their family whatever it is you know when you lose something sometimes people will do drastic things to get even and I think that's what it's about is what people do to get even
1: I agree I think that tilt can a tilt decision can come because of a result when somebody beats you in a really really big hand they make a very very bad decision on the other end of the table that they should lose that can spur. That can spur that player on. That could, you know, that could spur you on to make a bad decision. Yeah. Um, but yes. So sometimes it can be a lot. Many times. Ah, uh, tilt decisions are based on a result. It's on a result of something previous, and and that's that's the huge danger in in trying to face that monster. That's that's the the biggest mistake that people make, and I think one of the the only way that you can really avoid that is you have to have a healthy disregard for money. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be reckless, but you can't let results dictate what it is that you're going to do in the future. It, what do, i mean what is it that you read on a prospectus in the stock report all the time past results are not an indication of future results <laughs> so you can yeah. you know you have to learn you have to learn to think along those same lines in poker uh, just because of a bad result that you got you should not let that you can't let that influence your decisions later
0: on i'm talking with kenny smith from california and we're talking about tilt in the game of poker and how it relates to tilt in the business of real estate investing it's pretty much the same you've got competitors you've got an ego to deal with you've got people that are counting on you and let's face it we all want to win when we're doing a deal whether it's buying a house to flip uh, doing a long-term hold you know just getting a great price on a home in many parts of the country just making the offer and then getting it accepted that alone is enough to make you feel like you you just won the derby but in reality The challenge is not so much when you win, but when you lose or lose something that you don't go into tilt. Kenny, in order to think about these kinds of things, I think you've got to have a pretty sophisticated mind and background. Let our listeners know a little bit about what you do to keep yourself going and and why you're so passionate about knowing these things.
1: I'll touch back on it. You were talking about ego, and I think that's, that's one of those things that can be a detriment to a player, because a lot of them do have ego. And my background being in sales for 15 years, um, that's, that's one of the things that has helped me in the game. You learn to assess people in sales. You have to learn to get a good read on people, understand what their buying signals are, and you have to understand what do you think is going to be able to keep this person feeding money into the pot when you know you've got the best hand so my years of sales experience and being very conversational I'm able to get people to open up get them to feel very comfortable so that they don't see me as a shark at the table Um, I do believe that yeah I I do believe that having a very uh, having a very you have to have a very very smart mindset and you have to use that mindset when you're at the table Um, but I have seen some people that are that would be considered not very, very sophisticated. That are very, very successful. They seem to let their personality. Uh, they seem to let their personality. Other people are able to feed off of that, and their personality that will come across as not being very educated or not very, very smart seems to work to their advantage. So there, mm-hmm. there are a number of people in from all types of backgrounds that have had very, very good success at playing the game.
0: I guess it's just using the advantages that you were born with
1: absolutely you know whatever whatever that would be there was uh, there was one gentleman he he played in the World Series and he went pretty far he actually he got to about day five or day six uh, cash for you know bought in for $10,000 a standard $10,000 buy-in for the main event and went and ended up winning about $76,000 uh, he ended up running pretty deep and he was a previous FBI agent uh, but there was another gentleman that was there he was 20 years old he was a college student really didn't have any major, and he ended up going a little bit further and ended up winning about $118,000. So yeah, it's it's just really using the really using the, the skills that you've been born with mm-hmm. and that you've cultivated uh, through your adult life and, and try to use that to your
0: advantage. So the article titled Tilt, but you tell me it's a little, a little bit refined article. I want our listeners to know what to look for when they search for it on the web.
1: You probably want to go to the Poker Newsroom, uh, PokerNewsroom.com, and actually their back issues, it will actually be in there, and it will actually be in a PDF format, and it will be entitled, uh, Exploring the Dangers of Tilt. That would be the easiest way I know of to find it. Uh, I haven't posted it, I haven't actually posted it to my blog, I'm actually going to be looking at starting a, uh, uh, starting my own blog of some sort, and it will probably be in there, but you may not be able to find it by a keyword search, uh, but I could definitely make that article available. Uh, to your radio station, where you can where it can be posted, and people can look it up, and it might might be easier to
0: find you bet what we plan on doing is posting the article on our website nevada dot com that way they can enjoy the article like I did, see what they get and what value they find when how as it relates to real estate, and also be able to stay in contact with you Kenny. you're a great writer, and I really appreciate you visiting with us on the radio program today, and maybe we'll be chatting again soon. there seems to be more and more I think about when it comes to poker. And real estate.
1: Well, and it was interesting. I wanted to touch back on something that you had mentioned about ego. That was another one that I had, uh, another one that I had written that I would definitely, I would encourage just about anybody who is in sales or anybody who is in business to read. That um, one of the reasons why is because your ego is one of the things that can. Uh, I'll tell you something. No, nobody who's in sales who, who has a desire to make money uh, doesn't let their ego get inflated every once in a while and it can be a great weapon for you but at the same time it can it can really end up being the downfall of a lot of people that are in the business world because sometimes it gets very very easy to more highly of yourself than what you should Uh, because you have to remember there's a lot of extra circumstances that are around that contributed to your success and if it's unchecked it's one of those things that can get you in a lot of trouble.
0: Kenny thanks again for visiting with us today I'm looking forward to talking with you again sometime soon.
1: That sounds good. Thank you for having me, Peter. I really appreciate it.
0: And when we come back, we're also going to be talking with Robert Hughes from Property Management, Inc.
3: on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Alan Zane from Atlas Red Realty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he actually takes the time to do an interview. Peter Padilla is a longtime friend, mentor, and I love him.
5: <laughs> Hello, I'm Andy from Junk King Reno. Why would you call us instead of doing it yourself? There's lots of good reasons. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather or haul all your stuff to the curb. We can pick it up from your home and haul it away quickly. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business and we're fully licensed and bonded. And you don't have to wait in a long line at a landfill or transfer station. Call Junk King Reno 888-888-JUNK. Junk Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. Let us help you get ready for the holidays. Call Junk King Reno 888-888-JUNK.
2: Is it that time of year to make an appointment? Are you in the market for a mammogram? Instead of a mammogram, why not consider making an appointment for a thermogram? Thermograms are the modern safe alternative to a mammogram. By mapping known thermal changes in the breast tissue that occur when disease is present, a very early detection can be noted and addressed. This breast screening method is totally safe at any age for any type or condition of the breast. And best of all, it is painless. Does not involve any breast compression, no physical contact, and no radiation exposure. A certified medical trained specialist can determine the abnormal changes in a woman's breast. Thermography is not a standalone examination. Along with your physician's direction, the proper secondary screening can be determined should the thermal image indicate a problem. For a free consultation on whether or not this is the right choice for you, call Thermal Imaging Consultants today, 356-0200. That's 356-0200. Or check them out on the web at thermogramexam.com.
0: You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio right here on KFOY 1060 AM. We're pleased to be with you again today, just as we have been for the past 10 years. We enjoy doing our radio show every day because we get to interview and visit with great guests and learn more about real estate and real estate for investment. If you have questions about real estate investing and you just don't know who to call, we're a great resource for you. Two ways to reach us. Telephone 775 775 Two two three three four two eight. You can also visit us at nevadarealestateradio.com. You'll see photos of previous guests and get to listen to what they have to say about the real estate investment market. All sorts of topics we cover, from primary residence to twoplex, threeplex fourplex, multifamily, and beyond. If you'd like to visit with me, send an email to Peter at Nevada Real Estate Radio, Dot com. Two guests I have with me in the studio today. Jocelyn Lantrip is with us. She's the Director of Marketing and Communications at the Food Bank of Northern Nevada. Also with us, Robert Hughes. Robert is a property manager at Property Management, Inc. He owns the company. Robert, feel good to be a business owner as well as a property manager? Most days. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you have to pay all the bills, don't you? Yeah, they keep coming. And I bet you sweep up now and then. I do. I mentioned
3: that you have a great team with you. tell our listeners about who your team or what your team's about well as a as a new business here and we started off and as my wife and I purchased this, uh, it is just myself and my wife. My wife does all the accounting and takes mm-hmm. care of all the details on that side she's mm-hmm. she's basically the brains of the operation mm-hmm. and and I go out and and just do what needs to be done and take care of uh our uh, clients and customers. Mm-hmm. You're probably in sales too, right? You're, you are out looking for a
0: new business. Mm-hmm. I wear all the hats. Mm-hmm. I deal with a lot of local companies that are targeting a lot of the same kind of businesses because real estate is so much more than just one thing. There's so many things to think about. One of the companies that we enjoy working with is Junk King of Reno. Junk King is locally owned and operated, but they're a franchise Robert, just like your business, Property Management, Inc. And what these guys at Junk King do is they help people clean up rubbish. A lot of people have stuff lying around that's been there forever. Or if they have tenants and they've trashed the place before they moved, somebody's got to clean it out. Again, if you need somebody to clean out junk and move it quickly, Junk King, they're the people to call. Brian Cassidy is the gentleman that visits with us on a regular basis. He wasn't able to be with us today, but he wanted to make sure to say hello to all of our listeners and to our guests in the studio. If you want to reach out to Junk King and see what kind of a great cleanup they can do for you before or after the holidays, it's easy to get a hold of them. 1-888-888-JUNK. It's a pretty easy number to remember. (laughs) It is. Maybe I should change my number to something like that. <laughs> I just don't know what I'd put in there in place of junk. You could do food.
4: I could. Oh, you know, that is our phone, our phone number. No three, kidding. 331-FOOD.
0: 331-FOOD. You
3: dig that. Robert Hughes from Property Management. What's your phone number? It 775-393-393. 9603. And so what does that does that say anything? In, it we, doesn't. We weren't yeah. that creative. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> well, you know, you've got to be creative sometimes and other times you just have to get the work done. Being a property manager is not really doesn't really sound like it can be the easiest thing, but you're you're dealing with a lot of people just like I do and just like Jocelyn does at the uh, Food Bank of Northern Nevada. When we were going into the break, I was asking Jocelyn about Expired food. I would bet guys have more issues with food that's expired in their home than, than women. Or, Jocelyn, is it is it pretty know. much across the board?
4: I think it's across the board. And I, I have to tell you, I didn't really have a good grasp on how canned food expires mm-hmm. when, before I went to work at the food bank. I, I bet I had some expired cans like you yeah. in my pantry.
0: Yeah, and, and my, I've always kind of felt that they put those dates on there to get you to buy more. If you haven't eaten it by this time, you need to eat more.
4: Right. But,
0: I, you know, uh, including my girlfriend, she said to me, no, no, Peter, the, the medicine doesn't have enough potency at a certain level. The food doesn't have the vitamins at a certain level. Is that true?
4: Um, That's what they tell me. So, yeah, um, you know, we really do care about food safety, mm-hmm. and we have very strict guidelines. We're part of Feeding America, And, you know, we certainly don't want to make people that are already down on their luck sick.
2: Exactly. Uh,
4: That would be really awful. So, you know, we can keep food six months after a Best Buy date. So Hmm. we can go a little bit past the expiration date, which is nice.
0: So all that food my girlfriend threw out, it was Um, only expired by like a week or less than a month. You, I could have donated. You could have that? eaten it. Well, I know. I could. See, I know. Yeah. I
3: probably wouldn't have eaten it because yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite. My wife would d- take those things a little longer. I'm like, if it's been in the fridge more than a day, I mm. don't want to touch it. Yeah, you, I don't want to get sick. I get nervous poisoning. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, I think I have. Yeah. If
4: you've ever had food poisoning, you mm-hmm. get a little bit more mm-hmm. cautious. But like
0: packaged food, like we were talking about, if it was just barely expired, you could take it at the food bank. Because I'm sure there's some tolerance there, right? It doesn't magically go bad at midnight on a certain day.
4: No, it's six months. So we'll keep it six months after that, unless it's baby food. Yeah. Then we stick really close to the date, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, but yeah, food expires. So it's kind of sad.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, food Bank in Northern Nevada does wonderful things for uh, Reno, Sparks. How far uh, do you guys reach?
4: We... Cover all of Northern Nevada and actually the eastern slope of the Sierra in California, and our service area is actually 90,000 square miles.
0: Wow. wow. yeah You're doing a great job. I'm very impressed with everything going on at the Food Bank of Northern Nevada. Jocelyn, in case anybody wants to reach you, get more information, what's the best way?
4: Go to our website, FBNN.org, or give us a call at 331 Food.
0: Thanks for being with us today.
4: Thank you so much.
0: Robert Hughes has been with us as well from Property Management, Inc. Robert, we're just a few days from Christmas, and you're going to get some calls. The toilet's plugged. Or how about this one?
3: The stove doesn't work, and my mother-in-law is in the next room. Do you get those calls? I had one Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Garage door went and closed, and we worked with them and took care of it and got it taken care of, got the garage door closed.
0: Very nice. The owner doesn't have to worry about getting that call themselves. Well, I know we're going to see you at an upcoming Reno Real Estate Investors Club, and I invite anybody that wants to meet you, me, in person, to join us at these investors clubs. They're the first Tuesday of the month at the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. It's a lot of fun, great networking. They provide snacks and refreshments. Get to meet great people like you, Robert Hughes at Property Management, Inc. Give us your best contact information, though, in case somebody wants to call you after the
3: show. Well, you can get a hold of me at 775 393-9603.
0: I've got your information on our website, too, and I look forward to seeing you real soon. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. My name is Peter Padilla. I'm your host. We're on every week, same time, same station. Be sure to tell your friends, your family, your loved ones to join us, too, and we will chat again next week. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at Nevada Real Estate
5: Hello, I'm Andy Cassidy from Junk King, Reno. The guests are coming to your home for the holidays, but are you ready? We're here to help you. Junk King can help you clear out the spare room or any part of your home that needs rubbish, trash, or junk removed so you can have space you need for your guests. Call Junk King, Reno, 888-888-JUNK. We're the professionals in the junk and rubbish removal business. Our team comes to your home to pick up what you need to dispose of. You don't need to gather or haul all your stuff to the curb. We can pick it up from your home and haul it away quickly. We recycle and donate everything possible before we visit a landfill. We're fully licensed and bonded. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK. Junk King Reno, locally owned and operated. Let us help you get ready for the holidays. Call Junk King Reno, 888-888-JUNK.